are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Tuesday, day after the Pelicans lose to the Golden State Warriors in the first game of a back-to-back, a game that was a must-win, an early start to the play-in tournament, if you will, and... Well, the Pelicans lose in kind of embarrassing fashion, 123-108. We're going to recap this one over the first two segments because it, it just tells you a lot about this team. It kind of sums up the season if you watched this game. It wasn't very good. And then, frankly, we'll preview tonight's game, what changes need to be made, which right now I'm feeling very pessimistic that there will be changes. But let's dive into it all in this game between the Warriors and the Pelicans in tonight's game in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me this week, Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central to get in on the action. We're probably going to have a lot to talk about at that point. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. So where to even begin with this game, right? You know, a home game, you get two home games against the Warriors back-to-back. The Warriors are 32-32. and 32. They're banged up. We went over this yesterday. We set the stage for this. It's not like they have a ton of great, great players on the roster. Yes, they have Steph Curry. That'll get you pretty far, and it did in this game, and it took them the majority of the way. But if you can defend him somewhat well, easier said than done, of course, you have a chance in this. But you also need to come out and seem like you want to play. And the Pelicans, well, they didn't. They lost the first quarter 39-21. to they, they didn't look like they were in this game from the onset. Guys looked off, guys looked sluggish, and they got down 8-1 to one to start the, the, the game off. What, what are you doing? You want to play and get into the playoffs? You've got to win this game. You need to come out and, and play with some fire, play with some passion. And they, they did not have that in this. You could tell it from the get-go. They started to find it at times, maybe to close the half with a great stretch by Najee Marshall playing some really good one-on-one defense on Steph Curry, which led to a missed shot. He grabbed the rebound, ran the break down the court, found Lonzo Ball on the left corner, made the three-point shot right as halftime um, expired. But that was really about it. Where's the passion? Where was this team that looked like they wanted to play and they wanted to win? You know who did show up, though, was Zion Williamson. He did enough, 32 points on 50% shooting, 12 of 24, eight rebounds, just one assist though. It was not enough, however, because others didn't. And you can start off with Brandon Ingram. And I've been pretty kind to him throughout the season. He's had a couple of games where he no-showed. But in the immortal words of Eric Bledsoe, and we'll we'll get to Eric Bledsoe in in the next segment probably. Brandon Ingram didn't look like he wanted to be here. He didn't look like he cared in a must-win game when you know they're going to throw everything they had at Zion. Zion had 32 and shot 50%. That's a great game for most people. It's a bad game by Zion standards, right? 32 points on 24 shots is kind of horrible for him. That's not the most efficient we've ever seen him. They were tripling him, tripling him. You know how many shots Brandon Ingram took in this one? Finished with 19 points. That looks good. But he took just 11 shots. That's not going to get it done. What are you doing? Where? 
just step up. I don't, I don't need to talk about the spacing stuff. There's spacing issues that definitely impact him out there on the basketball court. But at a certain point, you need to take more than 11 shots and you need to try and impact the game. He takes 18.2 on the season. You can't, in a must-win game, take just six shot attempts in the first half and five in the second. I, I don't care. I don't care if there's no spacing. You're a good mid-range shooter. He hit one of those in the fourth. You can do this. Demand the ball. Do something with the ball if you're an all-star. He didn't. Lonzo Ball. First game back after putting up eight made threes against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Stunk up the joint. He was three of 18. 16.7% from the field. Seven rebounds, eight assists, four turnovers, seven points. He sucked. It's what it was. That We don't need to make excuses. He and Brandon Ingram sucked in a game that was a must win. This is the, the kind of lasting impression we should have of Lonzo Ball before free agency. At one point I would have been like, you guys got to re-sign him. It, you don't show up in this game. Uh, I, I don't care. You go one of nine from three. You go three of 18. I don't care. You know, you're going to hear me say this in the next segment. And I said this when I did a crossover and I was on the Locked On Warriors podcast yesterday. We, we don't need to overthink this. You know, the Warriors are going to try and take away Zion Williamson. And they did a very good job of defending him with Draymond Green one-on-one, like a really good job. And they held him to 32 points. And that's a good job on Zion in this one. It's going to be on those other guys to step up. If they step up, you win the game. If they don't, you won't. Like it, it's it's very simple. I, I don't need to break down specific matchups and other things. If Brandon Ingram stepped up in this when they stonewalled Zion, and so did Lonzo Ball, the Pels win. Neither guy did. You've got to be better than that. It's it's truly, truly that simple. And it's unbelievably disappointing to see that the team just didn't do it and wasn't able to get it done. And you know what? Maybe the Pelicans are going to be out of the playoffs because of that. This was a must win. Maybe you get this one tonight. And maybe you can get the one on the road in Oracle. That's easier said than done, right? And maybe you have a chance in this. But you're only going to win those games if these other guys step up. And can they do that? You know, they've shown some resilience of stepping up after crap performances. But you know what? I'd like them not to have those bad performances in the first place. And that's what makes this game... Among a million reasons, so maddening, so frustrating. Where were they, right? Where were they? And I don't have an answer to that. I don't even think Stan Van Gundy has an answer to that. And Stan Van Gundy has a crap ton, there we go, of culpability in this one. But where was Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball in this game? So before we get into the whole host of other things here with this game, this loss, the 123-108 loss to the Golden State Warriors in an early playing tournament game, today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app's free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I host rooms every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central. As long as there's not a Pelicans game during that time, there's not going to be, so we are live 6 p.m. Central. Download the app. Come talk. 
talk with me. And yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every single day. I'm going to ask you questions. You're going to ask me questions. It's a dialogue. It's really interactive. It's awesome. Locker Room is just the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news and rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Pelicans podcast here through our Locker Room conversations. So be sure to join me this week. I'm hosting again Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central. Go download the free Locker Room app right now. Currently available on iOS devices and a beta maybe still on Android. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. You can follow me. It's at Nolajake to be notified when my room goes live. I'm looking forward to talking with all of you about the Pelicans' end to the season and can't wait to hear your thoughts on everything. So I'll see you there Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central over at Locker Room. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. So still talking about the Pelicans 123-108 loss to the Golden State Warriors. And look, a lot of the blame falls on Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball. They didn't show up. Don't make excuses for them. There's no need to. They didn't show up. This was a massive, important game. This game had a lot riding on it. The stakes were insanely high for a game on freaking May 3rd. And they just didn't show up. They didn't want to be here. And it's on a night where Utah is killing the San Antonio Spurs. They haven't even started the fourth quarter, but San Antonio is down 21. You had a chance to cost some some um, place back in the stands. And they, just, they just didn't care. That's what it looked like. It's disappointing to see. So while they were disappointing, everyone was disappointed when it came to the defense in this one. And this is Stan Van Gundy included. And I'm not, I got asked after the game, are we blaming the players or the coaching staff for this one? We're, we're blaming both. I, I've hated this and I've told you all this all season long. If you're going to ask me, is it this or that? It's not this or that. Don't ask me those questions. Please don't. If you have a question about specifically where the coaching staff made a mistake or where the players made a mistake, that's better than trying to reduce it down to one thing because it's not. It's it's both of them. Both the coaching staff and the players are to blame, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. As as I mentioned in the first segment, you know, this this doesn't need to be difficult at times. This one's pretty simple. Limit Steph Curry and force others to beat you, and you have a good chance of winning the game. Both these teams went in with the same game plan. The Warriors' game plan was limit Zion Williamson and let Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball and others try and beat you. For the Pelicans, it's limit Steph Curry and force Kent Bazemore, Andrew Wiggins, Kevon Looney to beat you. If both teams execute their game plans, I actually feel really good that the Pelicans go in 80% of the time because I like the Pelicans supporting cast and Brandon Ingram and Lonzo Ball better than I like the Warriors supporting cast. It's really kind of that simple. We don't need to overthink this. You know, if you hold Zion to 20 points and, and Lonzo Ball scores 40 and you lose, you shrug your shoulders and you just move on. Same thing for the Pelicans. If you limit Steph Curry to 20 points and Andrew Wiggins scores 40, you just kind of shrug your shoulders and go, okay, the game plan was right. Those guys just happened to execute and we lost. Losses happen in the NBA. You don't need to be perfect. You just want to go in with the best strategy possible and execute it. But here's the thing. The Pelicans didn't have a good strategy going into this game and they sure as hell didn't execute. Steph Curry had 41 points. He was being guarded by... Eric Bledsoe, the majority of the game. We've seen Eric Bledsoe this season. I don't care about his defensive reputation before he came here. This truly looks like a dude that doesn't want to be here. And at this point in the season, with 
a little less than two weeks left to go and having 63 plus games under our belt. I don't know what Stan Van Gundy sees. This was the 65th game of the season for New Orleans. Why in the world are you putting Lon, uh, Eric Bledsoe, sorry, Eric Bledsoe on a one-on-one island with Steph Curry? He hasn't been good on defense all season long. And nothing is going to convince me otherwise. We've seen it. The numbers back it up. And you know what? Steph Curry went for 41 in this game. Double him. Force anyone else on this team to beat you. And the Pelicans didn't do that. You know, Andrew Wiggins was 10 of 19 for 26 points. That's good. Make him score 50 to win. Draymond Green scored 10. Kevon Looney scored 6. Kent Bazemore scored 9. Steph Curry, 41. Man, anyone but Curry. But that wasn't the game plan. The game plan was one-on-one with Steph Curry, and he cooked Eric Bledsoe when he was on there. I said in in a pre in the couple of pregame things that I did. Yeah, you'll probably see a really interesting matchup of Lonzo Ball on Steph Curry. I'd forgotten about Eric Bledsoe because I didn't think that Stan Van Gundy was actually going to do something that stupid, and he did. He's to blame for this. Double the dude when he had. I can pull it up. He had a bunch of points in the first quarter, right? Let me see what it was here. Seventeen points for Steph Curry in the first quarter. Change your game plan. Don't continue to do the same thing. Except he did. And Steph Curry kept going off. In the third quarter alone, Steph Curry had 15 points. Maybe at that point, don't don't leave him one-on-one. Double him. Anything. But Stan Van Gundy is so freaking rigid and, and a slave to his system. He has poor choice of words, but you get what I mean. Do something different other than your individual one-on-one thing against the greatest shooter we've ever seen in the NBA. There, there's no excuse for this everyone has seen what Eric Bledsoe gives you this year and that's what he did you as a fan should be furious about this there there, at this point I I don't get it I don't get it whatsoever and that's not even counting the terrible challenge Dan Van Gundy had in the third quarter that was never going to get overturned it was an offensive foul by Lonzo Ball he did it because maybe Steph Curry would get his fifth foul It wasn't going to get overturned. It was just a waste of a challenge that the Pelicans could have used later to maybe do something. But what an awful challenge. What an awful decision. What was this team doing trying to just leave Steph Curry alone on an island? Again, sometimes it's really simple. Get the ball out of his hands. Force others to beat you. If you do that, you have a chance to win. If you keep the ball in his hands and let Steph Curry do Steph Curry things, you're going to lose. And the Pelicans lost because of that. I'd love to give you more hard-hitting, deep, intelligent analysis, right? But sometimes you just don't need to do that. Limit Zion and hope the other guys don't step up. And they didn't. Limit Steph Curry and hope the other guys don't step up. Except that's not what happened. Let Steph Curry go off and hope and hope you win? Where does that make any sense? Just terrible game plan, terrible execution. It, it was bad all around. And... I look at this game and I was there in the arena and just what, what is this team doing? What, what has this team been doing? And that's why this game kind of just sums up everything that we've seen from this team all year in, in not a good way. And, and this is not something that, you know, I have people who ask me all the time, like, should I get season, t- uh, season tickets? I can't tell you to do that one. I wouldn't tell you to do that either way. 
But you look at this. C- come on. I don't, I don't know what to say. Like, just, uh, I'm not an NBA coach. I think Stan Van Gundy is a smarter person than me when it comes to basketball. Probably just in general, too. Uh, he, what he did was wrong. And everyone knows this. And it was so painfully obvious out there on the court in this game. And that's why the Pelicans lost. So we'll get to do this all over again tonight as we do kind of a repeat of last night's game. But before we get to that and some of the changes that need to be made, uh, today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans is brought to you by rockauto.com. One reason to repair and maintain your cars, save some money. You can use it on other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? You don't need to. You've got a computer at home or even in your pocket on your smartphone and rockauto.com has everything you could need for your car or truck engine control modules brake parts tail lamps like what i just ordered for them an automatic transmission line that's actually going to fit my car because my old one is leaking and i want to replace it because that's definitely not a good thing whether it's your classic or a daily driver you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the catalog is unique remarkably easy to navigate and you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands specifications and prices that you prefer because best of all prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers do not spend up to twice as much for the same parts so go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com today's episode is also brought to you by betonline.ag betonline the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action over at betonline.ag and you've got all of these impactful and meaningful nba games we head down the stretch towards the playoffs also by the way the warriors plus two and a half seemed like a mortal lock going into last night's game you can get all your latest news odds and info for all of your sporting needs including mlb nba nhl and all your ufc mma action and before the next pitch head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information don't sit on your sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as the teams prep for their runs to the playoffs head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code locked on over at betonline betonline your online sportsbook experts All right, wrapping up today's show as the Pelicans take on the Golden State Warriors tonight in the Smoothie King Center. No, no Marvel broadcast, no superhero broadcast. I didn't watch it. I was in the arena. I saw some of the clips from it and kind of the graphic overlays. Like I saw the the smoke coming from Zion's Airballed 3, I think it was. It looked kind of cool. I've heard the broadcast. People said it was cringy. Some people thought it was refreshing. Look, it's not like the normal ESPN broadcasts are particularly good. It's not like the normal TNT broadcasts are particularly good. So I kind of like that they did something different. I'd be willing to bet this is targeted at a younger audience, more so for kids than, say, someone my age or someone in their 20s, hence why the the hero points and the algorithm was super easy to understand and just basic addition and not really an algorithm or anything kind of creative. I think it was just a way to get kids involved in the game and more interested in basketball and have something that they might want to watch if they're big superhero fans. And I think that's awesome. And look, when you hear Jeff Van Gundy call a game, he hates basketball. He hates modern NBA. He hates three-pointers, even though the league's only going to trend in towards more three-pointers. So it's nice probably not to have a guy who actively hates the game talking about it. And I heard someone had tweeted at me that the the normal ESPN broadcast was trying to compare Draymond Green and Vince Carter. I mean, 
no, just no, that's, that, that's wrong. Don't do that. That's not going to be an informative broadcast or anything like that. So at least in this game, they were trying to kind of relate what was going on to the court with Marvel stuff and at least talking about the actual action, which, well, you, you don't really get a ton of anymore on a lot of these broadcasts and it leaves a lot to be desired. At least national broadcasts, Joel and AD are great and I really, really enjoy them calling games. But overall, it sounds like it was an experiment that was maybe hit or miss, and I'm glad they at least tried something because, man, it's it's rough watching some of these games on TV, and you almost want to go to the radio call or something like that. So what 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 now? Like what 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 needs to happen if the Pelicans want to win this game, at least split this two game set, and maybe be able to get one later and, and somehow sneak into to the play in tournament. You know, we just talked about it, right? One, they need to come out with some fire. Like Brandon Ingram, and you know, has to give a damn. He's got to play defense. He's better defensively in the second half. He was pretty bad defensively in the first half, but they were all bad defensively, and you just need to do a better job of that. But hunt your shot, dude. Play like Lonzo Ball does. Go, go rip as many shots as you want. As long as Zion's getting his, I don't care. Go take your shot and be an impactful scorer. They need you to do that because they're going to get triple teams, Zion Williamson, and you got to make them pay. You're capable of it. That mid-range shot that he has, it's good. Take it if it's there. I'd love all of that. For Lonzo Ball, make shots. Make shots. That's it. Stan Van Gundy, put Lonzo Ball on Steph Curry or more Najee Marshall on Steph Curry, not Eric Bledsoe. Don't, don't play Eric Bledsoe. I mean, I think you've got to play him to some degree, but, you know, not not using him the way you did. He did not do anything that you wanted him to do in that game. And this has happened all season long. So the stuff with Stan Van Gundy, I, I don't expect changes. I've stopped expecting changes from him or doing kind of what would seemingly be the right thing at any point. He, I, For some reason, he digs, digs Eric Bledsoe. He drew up a game-winning shot for Eric Bledsoe at one point this season. It, it shouldn't, you know, but you kind of hear the resignation in my voice. I think that, yeah, that he's going to start. He's going to play him a ton on Steph Curry. Maybe I'll be wrong, but if you want to win the game, that's not what you want to do. You got to double him. You just got to force the ball out of his hand. Like again, sometimes this isn't hard. Get the ball out of Steph Curry's hands and force anyone else to beat you. Maybe they do. They might, but you know what? You're going to lose. You're going to lose. If Steph Curry has the ball in his hands and he's taking shots and he's creating offense, you'll lose that way. It's, you just did. It'll be like 24 hours later. You you know, you just did by not getting the ball out of his hands. It, it's really that simple. I, I wish I was more insightful for you all, but sometimes this game can be boiled down and reduced to a pretty simple concept. Don't get beat by, don't, ugh, sorry, don't get beat by Steph, get beat by anybody else. Hopefully Stan Van Gundy recognizes that after it happening in his face in this game in the Smoothie King Center in a must-win game for New Orleans. So we'll, we'll see. I'm hopeful on tomorrow's show that we're going to be taking a different tune here. You can hear it. I sound very different in this one because, yeah, the Pelicans deserve to lose. The Pelicans, at this point, don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And right now they're looking like they're definitely not going to be in the playoffs. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Enjoy the game, and I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap it.